What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Let me tell you this. Green Bay is a great town for football. No one is perfect, and nobody can be perfect, but by striving for absolute perfection, you raise yourself notches above what you may have been content to be. Who's our head ref today? Tony Correcti. This is his rookie year. Oh, we're going to give him some What's up, everybody? This is Danny Vitale, the fullback for the Green Bay Packers, and you're listening to the Poor Man's Packer Podcast. Go Pack Go! Hello and welcome to another edition of the Poor Man's Packers Podcast, the number one Packers podcast in the state of our minds. This is Spencer Zizmarowitz, joined as always with Kyle Drakowski. Kyle? Hello. And what a really super fun game Ooh. for everyone to watch. Gross. Very gross. Yeah, a uh, great game. Score of 15 to 20. Win ugly, baby. Win ugly. Um, it was the worst Packer game I think I've ever attended. As I said last week, really? I was at the game. Like the like a like your worst win, maybe. Well, I'm sure you've attended an L, and I can't imagine that was better. Well, why don't you why don't you ask me what you wanted to know so badly last week? Ooh, oh yeah, what? Uh, yeah, why don't you tell us and the audience? Because I did not want to jinx it last week. I have never been to a regular or postseason Packer game at Lambeau where they've lost. The only regular season game that I've attended what? that the Packers lost was at U.S. Bank Stadium when Aaron Rodgers broke his collarbone. You, you've never been to Lambeau and witnessed an L? Um, preseason, yes, I think that, one time. Oh, that doesn't count. But right. regular season, I'm, yep. holy shit, dude. Yep. I'm actually super glad you didn't tell me now. D- well, yeah, that's why I said I can't tell you. I don't want to jinx it. Yeah, no, that, wow, okay, that's impressive. Yeah, I understand now. Because I was at the, we were at the Raiders game earlier this year, and yep. the time before that that I was at Lambeau was the Giants playoff game with the Cobb Hail Mary. Oh, I was at that game too. Incredible. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was the first, um, I still remember that was my first bold prediction, I believe, for the pregame, ooh. and I still remember what it was. I predicted that uh, Justin Perillo would have a touchdown. And he did not. He did not. Um, yeah, that ooh, that was a great game. But wow, that how many games have you been to? Would you say? Uh, quite a few. I'm trying to think. The first regular season game I ever attended was the Lions back in. It was when the Lions went 0-16, I believe. So yeah, we definitely won that day. We won. We won that one. Um, I'm trying to. So think. that was another 08? Raiders game. Some, 08? something like that. Another Raiders game. I was at the Packers Broncos game. Uh, in 20. 11 yeah in 2011 um i don't know i've, I've been to a handful Noth- nothing too crazy i guess the Cobb hail mary was probably the best moment i've mm-hmm. i've seen but uh definitely wow okay yeah so there well, you go thank you now you know very very important stuff there but yeah with this episode we're gonna break down the offense and defense of the redskins from the redskins game as we always do take news for the week we'll talk about ryan wood mm. and his hot takes on twitter We'll also briefly go over the Odell Beckham Jr. rumors started oh. by an idiot. Uh, everyone's started favorite segment. Who? <laughs> well, an well, idiot? Skip Bayless. Uh, <laughs> everyone's favorite segment is Kyle an idiot. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's okay. everyone's favorite segment. I you, mean, you know you know the name of the segment. Because it's 
What? Okay, whatever. Keep going. And Dumb Packer Fan of the Week, of course. And we'll finish it off with a preview of the Bears game. We'll probably talk about the Big NFC week. in general with things with three games left in the in the season. Which, Shaping up wildly. Yep. NFC is a goddamn zoo. Yeah, it's it, it feels kind of like when we were 8, 7, and 1 and made the playoffs. But the opposite of that. Right. Well, it's it, it's the NFC East now. Oh, but, sure. You know. You know what I mean. Yeah. But uh, as we said earlier, 15 to 20, uh, this was the most nothing boring. I If it, if I wasn't at the game and it was so, and it wasn't so forgettable, uh, I probably would um, remember, I wouldn't remember as much as I will now just because I was there. Like, sure. nothing, nothing. Leaving that game, I feel like the whole second half, I was just sitting there with my arms crossed. Just, yeah. Yes. Just like in a bad mood, just like, I mean, yes, we're winning, but like. How am I still upset at this? Literally, so frustrating. Uh, the end of the first quarter, I once again, as I said before, uh, for the Raiders game, on my way to take a piss, and I'm talking with my with my buddy Bronze, and I'm like, I think uh, this is good. We're gonna shit kick him. It was yep. fourteen nothing. Yep. Skins couldn't do anything. I'm like, this is this is gonna be a route. And as soon as I said, it, I was like, eh, probably shouldn't have said it, and I was right. Maybe I jinxed us there. Didn't yeah? They score fourteen points on their first two possessions. I think it was. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, just and they still moved the ball for the three quarters after that, but just yeah, we pissed on their leg the rest of the game. We got into Redskins territory like six times and scored. Got four nothing times. for yeah. it, yeah, yeah. Uh, but we'll start off with this: the clear-cut MVP of this game, Tyler Irvin, MVP <laughs> punt returner. <laughs> yeah. uh, it was Fuck, that was we, that's awesome to. Finally have some excitement back there. And it was literally like in the first five minutes of the game where he had two returns and we were I mean, we were out of the black out of the with the first one and yep. then on top and then on top of it, I think we're at like eighteen positive yards for the season. Yep. For those who may not remember, the record for the least amount of punt return yards in a season is twenty seven. Twenty seven, yeah. So hopefully we can keep it up and uh break it this week. But at the same time, I don't know how much of it is him and it being I mean, the blocking up front, I, me or you could have, as long as we caught it, probably got five five yards on the return. That was another thing, too, because I thought the Redskins' punt team, their coverage was, yeah, bad, terrible. Like, yes. he was catching the ball with a good, like, all of his return yard cushion. Like, yep. eight yards were was the nearest guy. Like, he, none of his returns were, like, questionable, fair catches or, like... You know, he had to make a guy miss right away. It was, yeah. it was. He had cushion and just had to pretty much run north. And he was so decisive too. I, yes, I guess Smith, Smith was kind of decisive, but not exactly. He just, he was just so much slower with his movements. But <laughs> that's another thing. At halftime and during the game, they, uh, Lambo was really promoting the Pro Bowl vote. Mm. They had, it would have all the players flashing and the hashtags. You know, vote Sedaris, vote Preston. Sure. Notice this at halftime. Uh, Traymond Smith popped up. Traymond Smith, it said, uh, vote for Traymond for the what? Pro Bowl. Two things, he's not on the roster. Other thing, he was really, really bad. Yeah, not deserving of a Pro Bowl spot. That's uh, kind of a I was, surprising I, mishap by... For, for how good Lamp... Well, it's probably two different things, but uh, Packers, social media, media in general, they've had a bunch of great graphics and tweets this year. And yeah, they revamped that for sure. But for them to miss that one was uh, kind of a n- tough not look. the best. And you said it happened twice. Uh, I'm sure it was up a bit, but I I noticed it the one time at you know at halftime because it had pretty much everyone on the fifth, 53 or anyone who starts. Oh sure, up. so it was rotating sure. quite a bit. But to the actual 
important stuff of the game. I guess we'll start positive. Aaron Jones, this is the type of workload that we've kind of wanted. Yes. Obviously, we want a better game out of it, but it's just one of those games where it feels like, you know, he's had really good games this year, but it's like these, it's all the flashes we had from previous years, and he just kept gashing and slashing the entire gashing game. Gashing and slashing. Gash, I, yeah, that, as no, I was that was good. It, gashing and slashing. Good. Okay, I'm glad, I'm glad you approve at least. Um, yeah, I think... It was, I don't know the exact numbers, but we've been talking about how we want more of a 70-30, 60-40, and yep. it kind of, it, it felt like that. Exactly. Where Jamal's still getting his touches, he's still getting his targets, Yep. but Aaron Jones is getting the lion's share right. of, and, of it all. And it was too close to actually pull Aaron Jones, like how I've kind of alluded to before, how I'd like, you know, if you're if we're up two scores, it'd be nice to just pound Williams there at the end. Right. Keep keep Jones fresh, but... Yeah, it's just he's always, he's bulldozing guys, and there's just a couple of things that I love seeing from him. I mean, well, for starters, it was nice that we picked up a fourth and one running the ball with Jamal Williams. Mm. I'll say that right now too for how pleasant bad, surprise. Yeah, how bad that's been. Uh, there, he had a lot of catches again too, which we had been talking yeah, about. Yeah, seven, seven or six or seven catches. Yeah, yeah and it, it's nice. It's kind of fun to have those plays where. You know, Rogers fakes it, fakes it, the handoff to him, and then two seconds later, just throws it right back to him. And it's one of those where the the defense is gonna be like, "Oh fuck, knew knew we should have gone yep. gone after him." Yeah, Aaron Jones, he yeah, he was the the real MVP of that game. Yes, and this is I thought about it because it happened a couple times. I bet Aaron Jones in grade school was an absolute nightmare to play duck duck goose with. Ooh, this guy he. He's able to maintain a very high speed while turning the edge and cutting up field. Yep. Like he's like he's like running sideways while he's trying to turn, but <laughs> it's, he can't. It's, it's, funny. it's so amazing to watch. Like a couple where he's either getting us getting a, a pitch outside or he's bouncing it outside where he's he has to run around a defender while also still going up field. And it's just in Duck Duck Goose that agility like being yeah. able to run that, that, that at, a, at an angle like that is just impressive i like that visual because one thing i br- i wrote down there's two things that i noticed that obviously we've noticed before too but it's just i was like hey i don't think i've said this before love seeing it when he busts a big big run and he switches hands with the ball yeah so he can stiff arm the dude with his with his right hand especially you know if he's cutting left and what i wrote down what you were just talking about i love it when he starts changing direction like that and he's like waving his arm you know just, just kind of like, like it's like a balance thing yeah, yeah. just, just kind of keeping slowly, himself yeah slowly curving back around but so uh, impressive yeah, good good to see that. He was averaging like eight yards a carry for the game. Yeah, that uh, that 42-yarder, I think right to start the, the second half Might've was helped. a big. And speaking of that, Kumro absolutely buried Landon Collins on that run. Like came in motion and then was kind of right on, right off the, the tackle and kind of cracked down and just took Landon out of the play and opened yep. it up that for that. Uh, another play, and this will be the transition into talking about Aaron Rodgers, the catch that Aaron Jones had on the, um, what's it, third or second down? Oh, it was third down. The the the, Rod- the only real great play from Rodgers from the oh, game. Oh, sure. The fourth yep. quarter. In his own end zone, second and long, I think. Don't know maybe how he got third, it. Maybe it was third down. Don't know how he got it through both those defenders' arms. Yeah, and incredible then, throw, incredible catch. Yeah, yep. that was the, and that's that's kind of been widely regarded as the play of the game and, yep. and i think that's fair to say yeah uh aaron Rodgers, probably his second uh i'd say his worst game is probably against the niners this would be right behind it i'd say 
he just didn't look comfortable all game back there. And I don't think the pass blocking was even that bad. It's no, just, he definitely had time. Yeah. Um, I I don't know if it's so much as uh, I guess that's not what I saw in terms of comfortability, but like just wanting to make the home run. But that's and that's another easy like thing to say when he's holding on to the ball that long. But like he was just kind of you know dancing and patting the ball well, it's, and it's like looking he, and looking and looking and then he would step up in the pocket and, and get sacked well it's like he's got commitment issues you know Whoa. he because he he wants to go deep with it but then he he rarely pulls the trigger or it's it's less and less you know it's not happening as often because and i'm wondering now too how we get these games and it's like well is he being too conservative because now you see you know Great guys like Ben Finnell and um, I believe his name is Dusty breaking down some of ben these clips. Finnell, he's he, he's great. Yeah, no, and they're really they're both great at. But he, Ben Finnell said that this is the worst game that he's bro- broken down from Aaron Rodgers, where mm-hmm. you know there are those plays where there's guys open and he's just not hitting the check down or he's looking to run, and it's yep. just sometimes he'd wish he'd sit in the pocket. But um, yeah, there's a couple other things on the the, the short yardage situations. I hate 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 hate. Running it on third and short, fourth and short, out of shotgun. It's just so predictable. I hate it. And it, in those short yards situations where you need some type of push off the line, a delayed handoff naturally just out of the shotgun is just such a pain in the ass. I know we, we um, towards the end, I feel like it was the last good drive we had when we were in the red zone. It was like sec- second and eight. We ran it for four. And then on third down, we ran it again for nothing. It's just a huge, huge pain in the yep. ass. Um, also weird, one of the weirdest sacks I can remember seeing was the one with Kerrigan with Balaga there. And they just like, he just held Aaron Rodgers for a second. They blew the whistle. And I was like, is this, is this even a football play? Oh yeah. Cause he had, he had a Titan grip on him. It looked mm. like. And so the ref was just like, okay, I'm going to, you know, save you from yourself. Yes. And just blew it dead, which I was fine with. It was just really weird to see live. Yeah. You know, not, not the best. Um, and God, yeah, the fumble too. It was just very frustrating because we'd get past the fifty-yard line, and then it's like we, aside from the first two, and that was right before half too, where we could have made the lead even more. Yeah, it's it's like a weird form of of yips from Rogers because he's still looking downfield and looking to make plays, but and then I think it's with that I because this I think a similar thing is going on in New England sure. where there's all these kind of, I mean. It's hard to say that the Packers wide receivers are inexperienced because, like, New England, their receivers are inexperienced with Tom. And mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of the same in Green Bay. Yeah. Where, but I just don't think the trust is fully there. Sure. Like, we can, like, we can sit back and reminisce on, you know, 2010 to 2014, but that wide receiver core was so together and that trust with Rodgers was so there that he could just depend on you know making in rhythm throws yes. and off script plays when he's dancing around but and I just I don't think it's really there right now it just, yeah everything everything just feels a little off you mm-hmm. know and that's what everyone's been talking about is you know this offense doesn't have rhythm what the hell is this offense all that blah 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 but at, at the same time 
another huge miss from him. I feel it's this is a completely different game if he hits Jimmy on that. Uh, oh, that, on that one stung route. too. Yeah, that that would have been huge, and because uh, that was like our third drive, third or fourth drive, and that would have just changed the entire Could've, game. Yeah, blown it open. Yeah. Uh, continuing with the offense, this is the part of the podcast where we're going to say that Ellen Lazard should get more snaps. <laughs> Ellen Lazard should get more snaps. Yeah, he he. I don't think he made an appearance to like the second or third drive. Yeah, he didn't do much. That he, was that was very surprising. He, he blocked fine from from what it seemed. Uh, I don't know how open he was getting, but you know he had he had the the one the one or two catches. He didn't have an, a crazy game, but once again, it's just and it didn't count. But Geronimo Allison, my lord, it, he just is such pull your hair out. Frustrating. He is such a frustrating player. Even when he makes a good play like that, he just he goes starts, and does that. <sighs> And it didn't count. The fumble didn't got bailed count, out because yeah, he got touched. But it's like, man, it's just that's and that's a good, I think, microcosm of his season so far. Yes, where he absolutely he can pop up and make a play, but then seconds later he'll make you want to pull your hair out. Yep. And uh, speaking of microcosms of the season, Jimmy Graham's, uh, I believe, it was twenty yard. Yes, bobble catch. Yes, breaks away. Gets makes a, you know, a guy miss. Makes a guy miss, and then he just falls flat on his feet. Uh, yep. It was the that's re- a great that's a great encapsulation of his and season. Lambeau too. Field, like everyone just sighed. It, just, soon, uh, it, it had to have been like the quietest. It had it, it's because it was Lambeau almost predictable, and then it's like yes. they were all proven right. So they're like, oh, it's like he, it's like he's taking too large of strides, and he just can't keep his feet underneath yeah. him, <laughs> or it's or he. Straight up doesn't have cleats on. He's playing in basketball shoes, <laughs> yes. which I don't know if you know. Jimmy Ooh. Graham, he used to play basketball. Seriously? Yeah. Where? At uh, University of Miami. Oh, there you he played go. Played basketball there. Thank you. I didn't know that. That's a good little tidbit. Damn it. Was that a was that an idiot question? Because no. that would have been good. F- no. Come <laughs> on, everyone. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Devontae Adams, I feel like this is, you can just count on him to do this at a minimum every game yep. where he's getting about 40, that's, 50, that's, 50 yards. That's the beauty of him is, yeah, this is kind of, uh, kind of his floor. Yep. The one negative play that he had, the third and five drop, he quickly followed up on fourth and five where he caught it. Yep. So at least he made that up. Yep. Um, yeah. The tight end, tight end heavy this game. We talked about I Jimmy I was just going to say, they were coming out in a lot of three tight end sets. It was it was beef galore. I mean, they were it's like the beef boy package, Ooh. a fucking beef battalion. Chef Philly chef beef. Fi- no, nope. Philly Philly beef steaks. There Ooh. you go. Thank you for saving that for me. Yes. Yeah, uh, Tonyan with his first touchdown of the season. Yes. I was Drill nice. Bob. A very energetic Lambo leap. Point pointing guys out. I wonder that might be his first career Lambo leap too. I think the only touchdown. Yeah, because it was in Seattle. Yeah. 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 That I that liked his Lambo leap because he. <laughs> Well, you obviously didn't see the broadcast, but he was like, he was pointing. He's like, uh, you, 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 no, okay, you, and then picked them and jumped up, and that was that was good. But the negative for the tight end group, who should have got their first touchdown catch of the season yep. of their career too, yep. Jay Sternberger, man, it was uh, a good, well, not a great throw by Rogers, but it was it wasn't on Rogers because he was expecting Jace to sit down. Yep. And not go farther towards the DB. And if he would have just sat down and, and camped, he would have he would have scored. And that's what Matt LaFleur said yesterday too, that Rogers was trying to protect Sternberger. You know, I don't know how accurate this is, but he was trying to protect Sternberger with the throw because if he did lead him, he would have gotten absolutely annihilated. Got made contact, yep. So it's one of those and I guess I go back and forth on it because you obviously everyone talks about Rogers getting frustrated with receivers and sometimes obviously between the thirties 
he wants guys to continue the route when in this case it's you want the guy to stop yep. on it. So I wonder how obviously I'm a I'm a dumb dumb, so I don't know how actual football works, but right. it seems a little back and forth. Right, you are that. a dumb dumb. Um you. but I think even with him still, you know, going towards and the throw being behind him, it hit him in both hands. So he, yeah. he needs to catch that regardless. Yeah. So I think but I think he'll be fine. I think that's a great, great learning experience for him. Hopefully and he's gonna lose sleep over that. So that's hopefully good, yes. it'll it'll be better. Yeah, and Mercedes Lewis, I think he only had the one catch he did really well in run run blocking and blocking in general. But As got, always the catch he had too, it was kinda like the Geis one where you know Mercedes is making the catch, and I just see the corner running down on him. I'm like, he's going to hit him in the legs. He's going to hit him yeah, in the legs. And please then be safe. <laughs> they pop back up. I was like, whew, yeah. thank God. But, uh, yeah, I didn't have too much else. The offensive line played well enough, I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he had time. Um, it was just, yeah, he was he was holding on to the ball quite a bit. But, yeah, he had time. And they, they had a few sacks, but I think a lot of them were, were coverage sacks. Yeah, it's it's a little bit where, I don't know. We, we have such a good offensive line, and it, it God, like I've been saying, it's almost like at times Rogers finds the pressure. Like he'll just step up into it. And it's like God, come on, you, we're we're doing we're doing pretty pretty well here. Like yeah. I, there aren't many offensive lines I trade with right now with the Green Bay Packers. But yeah, I and just to to kind of wrap up the offense, I think the the focus was on Aaron Jones the first few drives. Yep. They score fourteen points, and then they just. They just go to their inconsistent passing game and kind of shy away from 33 and just kind of shoot themselves in the foot for two and a half quarters. And then they finally get back to Aaron Jones and he puts on again. It, so It is weird because you hate saying this, but it, it feels kind of like last year, except we're winning the close games now, mm-hmm. you know, but whatever. We'll, we'll see how it plays out. But uh, with that, we will have a quick commercial break for B2B Data Guy. Come check out b2bdataguy.com. All of our contacts are 100% verified and deliverable. Our products not irritate the surface of the skin. Lists are usually delivered within 24 hours of order. Our lists have never been known to induce any mesothelioma outbreaks. We have amazing customer service, 12 hours a day, 7 days a week. We do not test our products on any animals that are still alive. Our average open rates are above 62%. Our services have never been directly linked to cause any form of cancer whatsoever. Again, b2bdataguy.com for any B2B email lists or fully managed lead generation campaigns. All right, and we are back with the defense. Uh, Dwayne Haskins, I almost kind of feel bad for him after this game. That poor dude. My Lord, even the balls he got off, like he was getting smacked all game, it felt like. And an awkward, like not just regular hits, like it was the awkward falling forward type of just a pile of bodies. Yes. By the third quarter, the dude was handing the ball off with one leg. It yeah. was it was hard to watch. Yeah, I I didn't notice it live being there, but especially after watch, watching the game um, for the second time, it's like, oh, okay, this this makes a lot of sense why people were talking about that afterwards. Mm-hmm. But I mean, he was always under pressure. Zadarius Smith once again just living in the backfield. Same with Kenny too. He had a hell of a game. I they, think one and a half sacks for Kenny. Yep, yep. They 
and he's been he's been on a roll the last couple of weeks too, which is nice after lull, that lull he had in the middle of the season. Yep. But yeah, he's just like a big old grizzly bear in the middle of the yes. field. He's just so muscular and he just runs through clogging everything up. I I forgot who said it, but um, it might have been on uh, Blue Fifty Eight um, that Kenny Clark like leads the league or is top three in double teams at least. Oh, so at least I he, believe it. So he's getting that, and that's helping opening up Zadarius and Preston sure. on opposite sides. But uh, and Zadarius too, it was pretty scary. And it's you hate these moments as a fan where it was the five minutes there of that injury when can, he went down. Yeah, can the defense be good without? How good can we be without him? And he came back right away. It, it was funny because he got hurt on a second down. He walked out off the field and was heading to the tent. He started ducking his head to go in, and he was like, oh, wait. And then he stops and watches third down. <laughs> they forced the incompletion, I believe, and then he went in the tent. That's leadership. Yep, leadership. Uh, came right back the next series, though, of course. Thank- hey, I, we've talked about this before. I'm not a fan of you criticizing someone going down with – because you just – and, like, on the broadcast, too, like, they zoom in, you know, on Did his face. Did it look weird? I can, and, we couldn't like, see anything. he kind of grabbed the back – like, he grabbed, like, like ham- his hamstring. Yeah. And it's it was just like his facial expression was like it was kind of like almost like a little bit of shock. So then mm-hmm. it was like, oh shit, does he think it's serious? Yeah, so it was. It was very it made me very anxious. Um, but yeah, thankfully, thank God he came back the next series. Yeah, and I don't want to say it would have been a good thing. I said this before in the past, like Balaga playing when everyone thought he wouldn't. It would have been nice to see Billy Turner at right tackle. Kind of would have been nice to see Rashawn Gary getting more snaps. Mm. He only had four pus pass rushes this game but he did get pressure on one of them so that's yeah pretty decent um it seemed like he got a few more snaps than he usually does um i thought yeah and i thought gary overall had a de- he he did have the one pressure it was, it's just nice seeing him actually affect the quarterback yes with and how like affect and actually yeah do damage against the old lineman that's blocking him yeah yep. uh adrian amos his, his great interest. He had a. I mean, this is his best best game as a Packer for sure. Far, far and away his best game as a Packer. And I wrote down his name A M I S so that I would say it correctly. That a boy. Yep. Uh, but yeah, he had he had the sack, which was instantaneous. I think he was on first like. down too. That's yeah, the best part. Right on the goal line, just about two, and obviously the pick. Maybe uh, their only blitz of the game too. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he w- wishes he could have waited a game to have it with uh, the Bears game coming Ooh, up, and the one yeah. knock always against him was that he's a solid safety, but he's not a playmaker. This was his playmaker. He game. had a bunch of plays on Sunday. Yep. Uh, keeping it going with the safeties. Savage had an all right game, I guess. We talked about it a little bit earlier. Um <laughs> guys today on Twitter uh posted that he wasn't happy and he thought it was a dirty hit that he took. Yeah, I was I wasn't a super big fan of that tweet. Yeah, um, and I mean, his season is done, so I get like the frustration yeah. and like thinking it was that, but like And he's had injury history with that knee is what he was saying. But, but like First of all, it's the NFL. Second of all, you're a running back. Yep. And third of all, you're not the only player to have past knee injuries. Yeah. So it's like I get it, and I'm I'm not gonna sit here and like trash the guy, obviously, because he's a much better athlete than I am. Of course. But um, not me. But I you, just yes. thought I don't know. That's just it's just kind of weak. My my argument is I think 
Darnell Savage just isn't the best form tackler, and that's why it happened. You know, he pretty much just went in like like a rocket. And well, just I, went out I his think legs. tackles like that happen every single like I guess but multiple times every single game. I don't but, know. But when you see those tackles happen, you're immediately like like I said with Mercedes Lewis. Uh oh, is he? Yeah, is he going to pop back up? Yeah. Um, Jair had a solid game. He only allowed uh, two receptions, I believe. Yep. So that's that's pretty good, especially and with the, the rookie. But that the one, I think one of them was that touchdown, which oh, what a ridiculous grab by that. McLaurin. Yeah, it was either him or Savage that let that goodness. up. But you you can't even you can't even be pissed about. Yeah, that you cause can't because you can't defend that. That was just absurd. Yep. Um, such a terrible. Uh, and I got to ask you, the Tremont Williams uh, pass interference call was terrible, right? Oh yeah. Okay. Very soft. It oh. was great coverage. I was. I That's was. That's another one where oh. it happens so many times in an NFL game where they're jumping over and batting down. It. That was barely so even touched. I was. So, I think it was on a third down too. Yes, it was. I was so pissed because I was watching the ref and he put his hand in his pocket. I was like, "Don't you fucking, don't you do it!" <laughs> and then he like crow hops and then just tosses it as far as he. It's can, all about can. me, folks. Oh. I know you guys are here to see me. Oh. Look at, watch me throw this flag. Exactly. I was, I was livid. I was, swear that's their mindset. Like I said, my arms were crossed for most of the game, and I crossed them even harder <laughs> when I saw big that grump happen. face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, really, really tough for me. Um, Josh Jackson. Surprisingly, had a pretty good game uh, last week. He That's didn't have as many so snaps, refreshing. but with uh, with uh, King being out for for this game, Josh Jackson had like twenty six snaps, and he only had he was only targeted once, and it was a reception for one yard, which is what you, I mean. You can't have enough corners in this league, and he's yes. kind of been the one guy we were looking down on. It has been a healthy scratch multiple times this year. Mm -hmm. And he's contributed on special teams, too. So hopefully this can continue because... Stack successes, baby. Stack success and Tremont is getting old. So hopefully Josh can kind of ease into kinda that take, position, yeah. that slot position. Yeah, that was that was good to see. Yeah, but overall, I mean, it, it's just, it was just... It's funny because you don't feel the best about this defense, but they, they keep performing. I mean, last week with the Giants and this one, too, you didn't feel amazing about these games, but it was only 15 points. Yep. You know, it, these, they were still able to gash us. It would be like nothing, two yards, and then 15 yards for Adrian Peterson, mm -hmm. which is a bit of a bummer when the one thing you knew you had to stop for this game was the running game. Right. And they were still able to do it. But And even Haskins, it seemed like he was – he was, you know, hurt, but it, he was getting more in rhythm as the game went on. So, yeah, I mean, they had 262 yards of total offense, which is probably below average for NFL standards. Yeah, that's it's but really good for for us because I think what did I say last week? We on like average 340, I think 370, I think. Is oh, what it was. oh, 340 oh, that was, was yeah. last year. Oof. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, like like 262. That's a below average. That's a little below average for NFL standards, but the Washington. Our words are well below yeah. average offense, so it's it's kind of a, a good and bad sort of thing. Yeah, and Bl Blake Martinez had a Blake Martinez game. I mean, average. I think he played well, actually. He there I was think he one, had a sack. He allowed one bad AP. He was just out of position when AP had like a twelve yard gain, and it it seems like you know you, I can't really remember Blake dropping back into coverage and it working well. Be it I don't think he can cover the middle of the field against a receiver. Yeah. But I don't know. Thankfully, Jordan Reed or Vernon Davis wasn't <laughs> healthy because that would have been a nightmare. Yeah, no, that really would have changed the game. And this game, too, <clears throat> more than any other, it's like I don't know how many fumbles we actually forced. Maybe it was just the two. 
But God, I wish we could have jumped on him. That that one yes. that like bounced around Kenny, that was like the most bouncy fumble yeah. I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, that was frustrating too. Yeah, I got like up to his head, like just all over. I, I kind of assumed his, he was, was going to get it for a second, but then was it? I mean, yeah, those. I mean, those D linemen touch the football maybe once a year, and yeah. I think that was his one, and he the, <laughs> dropped the ball. The only time they like practice ball carrying not ball carrying but ball skills with those guys is like jumping on the ball yeah that's actually how uh fun fun tiddly bit that's how jc treader broke his foot as a rookie was on fumble recovery a drill a f- like in fumble practice? recovery drill yeah like during mini camp wow which good was tidbit. Kind of, yeah kind of a dumb move by mike but yeah um mason crosby special teams mason crosby was mason Continues crosby to be ice cold as in ice in his veins. Ooh, there Whoops. you go. Yeah. Phrased that really poorly. Um, yeah, and J.K. Scott had uh, another solid game. Uh, not as good as last week. The touchback was kind of bleh, but uh, he had a the coffin corner, and then he had the fair catch at the five, I believe. So. Yeah. One thing I was thinking of, and I wish, because J.K., yeah, he seems to prefer the coffin corner rather than because i was thinking about this this is sneaky one of the most exciting plays in the game of football is when it's like a short punt and mm-hmm. the coverage to and like the the punt returner has bailed and the coverage team oh he needs wants to down it at the one and keep it out of the end zone that is one of the most exciting plays i think and jk he seems to prefer the coffin corner which is fine but he goes back and forth i feel like he hasn't done the coffin corner as much as you might think i feel like a lot of it is is right at like the ten yard line where they're fair catching it, right? Or, but yeah, I, I I like the coffin corner too because then you get that drum roll of the ref running along the sideline, like where yeah, is gonna <laughs> stop, stop, oh. stop. Where are you going? No, stop. Oh, f- the thirty, really? It's yeah. The 30? But uh, yeah, and overall, it's kind of weird now that this over you know this black cloud we had over our heads with special team with the special teams is almost gone with the punt returns. Maybe the special teams aren't as bad as we thought because the coverage units have been solid after the beginning of the year. They really weren't. You know, we haven't allowed many big returns. Yeah. We don't have much of a return game ourselves, but I'm kind of fine with that as long as we don't make the mistakes. Yes. And I don't remember if I said it last week, but the biggest thing with the special teams for improving last year, my God, it felt like every freaking punt or kick we would get a flag. And we haven't had many special That's teams. That's so plays true. This year. Yeah, I actually forgot about how regular flags were on special teams. And yeah, now that I think of it, that really hasn't been the case this year. Yeah. So I mean, I <laughs> I think I said it two weeks ago that uh, Sean Meninga would probably get fired, but I don't think he will anymore as long as we keep this up. But a uh, game saving, game saving job. Or a job, <laughs> job saving game. Yeah, <laughs> on Sunday. On top of it, too, it was nice to see the like a picture perfect onside kick recovery. Just yeah, that's too that's easy. I I don't remember if it was Kumaro or who it was that just let the ball go past him. You know, because he blocked, so it would go to Devante, which is the opposite of what <sighs> BB did in the past. But um, he who shall not be named. Yep. But uh, that is it. We will have another quick commercial break. Aha, gas prices getting you down? Have you been looking for a more environmental alternative? (laughs) Greetings there, folks. This is Lennard Bushnell III. Me and my kin been in the automotive selling business since my grandpappy opened his first lot at the turn of the century. But since losing my license to sell cars, I've sold my entire stock of fine automobiles and purchased a superb cachet of God's most wondrous creatures, the Mighty Horse. 
<laughs> I got big horses, small horses, horses that climb on rocks, draft horses, thoroughbreds, and even some spotted ones. So come on down to the Bushnell Family Corral and get you one. We're located at 14th and Dixie, or you can just follow the smell. <laughs> and I want you all to know that we are fighting the fake news. It's fake, phony, fake. All right, fake news for the week. Uh, surprised we haven't talked about him yet this year, I don't think really at all. Ryan Wood, who works for the Green Bay Gazette. You, Kyle, actually pointed this out to me um, before the game when I was drinking Bush L- or no McGolden actually drinking McGolden in excess. Yep, the Wisconsin way, baby. Right outside Lambo, uh, Ryan Wood tweeted at ten seventeen a.m. Welcome back to Lambo Field. Been a couple weeks. Packers and Washington play in what should be, what should effectively be a bye week for GB. Less than two hours to kick I hate off. That I hate that so much. Which, yeah, you sent that to me, and I'm like, God, it's. That's like something a blogger would put out or a fan would put out. Someone who is supposed to be an unbiased media member, especially in the NFL when everything, for the most part, is... Any given Sunday, as they say. Any given Sunday. It's it's frustrating to see someone on the beat tweet something like that. Like, just like so condescending and... Yes, yes. Uh, So... Ben Fennell, who we talked about earlier today, who breaks down a lot of tape for the Packers. He works for the Athletic. Yeah, I wonder. I don't understand really his job description. I, a lot of these guys, I don't works. know, because you know people. It looks like he's like an Eagles fan, but then he. Well, I don't. Yeah, he breaks down Eagles stuff, to, or he's from Philly, maybe. But like Jason Wildy, he works for ESPN uh, Milwaukee and Madison. He also writes for the Athletic. He also writes for other people. Yeah. So all these guys i mean they're all he's over the super place. good at what he does oh yeah but it's just it's i don't know it's confusing yeah and i don't know like who yeah anyways go ahead so ben quotes that tweet and says effect effectively be a bye week question mark sheesh <laughs> competitive sheesh. football uh competitive football team that would gladly punch the packers in the face if they think that way a game the packers should win but there is no rollover games or free victories in the nfl perfect perfect response yeah and he's not and he's not being like a douchebag about he's it he's just like that this is the reality of the situation like these are grown professional yeah. athletes who have who have a lot of pride in themselves and what they do so they're not going to just going to come into lambo and roll over cuz they're whatever 3 and 9 exactly and this is ben's watching more football than ryan is i'm sure cuz he's breaking oh, yeah. down tape every every single day so then Ryan Wood quotes that tweet and says, oh, no, I've greatly offended Ben Fennell. Whatever will I do? I mean, What wow. are you doing? What are you doing? That's just... Because now this is, this is you know, these media guys are supposed to be the unbiased, give us the facts, what is going, you know, what did happen. You're not supposed to have much of an opinion. And then now, you know, this is like some Skip Bayless BS. Yeah, that it's- that just, that really rubbed me the wrong way. And I don't want to sit here and have this be an episode of Gossip Girl and we're just <laughs> sitting in the corner talking about these beat writers and shit, but I don't know. He's kind of rubbed me the wrong way he's since had some he's other- been covering because he like, I, I just feel like sometimes he approaches covering the Packers like he's... Like he's miserable. Like he hates that he's assigned to the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. And well, he just like hates it. We'll, we'll finish it with this. Ben Fennell replied after that and said, I'm not offended at all, Ryan. Just thought demeaning it, d- deeming it a bye week was a tad harsh. All good. Hope you have a good game today. 
Could have a chat about the game expectations, or you can be snarky. It's all good, Ryan. <laughs> and then Ryan did not reply to this. I don't know if they talked after, but you know, Ben was very nice, very about cordial, it for and, the most part, and respectful. Yeah. But then back to Ryan. I I wonder if he just says that type of stuff because it's it's a win win for him. You know, if if the Packers go out and blow him out, then he's like, hey, I was right. But if they lose, then he gets to be like, you know. The Skip Baylesses where yes. he's saying, oh, Aaron Rodgers has got to win this game. And then when he's wrong, you know, he's just putting that take out there so that he can be proven wrong. And then he's like, oh, my God, I was even thinking it was There's been be a, f- a few, like a, a ton of tweets from him this year where he's just like he has a, a objectively bad opinion or like take on a situation. And he just gets lit up in his mentions. And then he'll like quote tweet someone and like double down on that badness. Yeah, and, and it's we'll, just frustrating. We'll go over that quickly here. Uh, someone, this so this is after the game. Now all those other tweets were before the game. After the game, someone, uh, or sorry, towards the end of the game, someone said, "Blame Ryan Wood by week. Blame Ryan, quote unquote, by week Wood." <laughs> and then he quoted it and said, "I could think of many other things to blame before that today." And then someone else said, "But we barely beat Washington." He quoted that and said. I wouldn't say barely. The game was nowhere near as close as the score, which, to his point, watching the game, I never felt like the Packers were going to lose. But you are on the beat. We, I'm a dumb fan. You're not. Yeah. You shouldn't be saying this stupid shit. It was it was one possession for a large portion of the fourth quarter. One possession. Yes. And, yeah, I mean, I get what he's saying where it really wasn't close, but at the same time, again, with the NFL, there's one, you know, bullshit strip sack away, yes. some Geronimo Allison fumble away from returning that six. <laughs> Yeah. To to all of a sudden being tied. So yeah, I just think that's it's very irresponsible to be a beat writer and you know have have opinions like that. Right. And we had no momentum in that second half. Mm-hmm. You know, if if Washington, like you said, if they have a defensive touchdown or a huge touchdown, like a you know sixty yard bomb, can happen on any play. different game. Yeah, totally different game. So and I'll I'll wrap up this part of the take news with this. Uh, this this is what Bill Huber tweeted after the game. I know there's a lot of uh, I know there's a lot of consternation among fans, but if you had read my preview stuff, what happened shouldn't have been a surprise. In the first seven games with Callahan, Washington was top ten in yards per rush, opponent QB rating, and scoring. That's a good defense. What does the offense does the offense need to play better? Duh, of course, everyone knows that. But it's not as if GB was playing the sisters of the poor, <laughs> at least from a GB offense perspective. That's wow. So that's a great and great that's some because that, it's like. Yeah, he's giving credit to was the Washington D, which really isn't any slouch, apparently. Yep. And, yeah, that was just well put by him. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. You see how one guy on the beat approaches it. You see how another guy approaches it, a much more level-headed opinion. Yes. Um, moving on now to something a little bit more fun. Our our favorite guy on Twitter, not, not exactly. We don't hate him or anything, but Peter Bukowski <laughs> tweeted this out. Uh, some people might have seen the clip. Probably just Skip Bayless talking out of his ass, but Bukowski tweeted. So, so Skip Bayless talking. Then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Peter Bukowski tweeted: Skip Bayless's Odell Beckham has privately suggested he'd like to play in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers. OBJ did sign a huge extension, and the Browns just traded for him. But it would cost Cleveland less than three million in dead cap to deal him again. Contract isn't erroneous for GB, and I think on average it would be about fifteen million per year. So, Lordy Lord, only fifteen. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, there I mean Devontae's at what ten or twelve something, but there and must he's have been severely underpaid. Especially if you saw it today, I'm sure you did. The cap's gonna go up another ten million mm, or something. That's eight to fifteen. Yeah, yeah, that's that's one free Brian Balaga. Yes, but 
<laughs> I I don't know with with these types of players. Be it, I kind of wanted Antonio Brown last off season just because imagining like we you just yes. said Adams and another premium Bullet receiver dodge there. And but it's one of those guys with I don't I don't think I mean he's a diva, but I don't think he's as bad as other people make it out to be. Yeah, no. And he has great history at Lambeau, punching the wall. Yes, after the, uh, very games. passionate. He's very so passionate. It, it would be fun because you know if, not like it's going to happen, but if he did sign, he, there's going to be a picture of him next to where he punched the wall. For sure. Absolutely. Well, that's probably already repaired at this point. Or oh, do you mean like... For sure. No, it is. It, it's repaired. Oh, you just like the... the thought of it. Th- yeah, I got you. So I don't yeah. know. What, what, what would you... How do you feel about it? I mean, <laughs> if there is any Packer fan out there that would be opposed to this, you're probably the same. You're probably the same person that complains about not having any receivers. Right. So it's just like, pick a side. Yeah. I just think I... It's There tough. should be exactly zero who don't want Odell Beckham Jr. on this football team. Yeah. There should be zero. It, it's, I can't think of a reason. Well, you know... there. Hit me. These, hit are, me. these are the two things I look at. The, the positive and the negative. Uh, positive. I'll say this: we're we're on the back half of Rogers' career. Obviously, he's going to play for a few more years. Positive. Odell Beckham Jr. is a guy that you can plug in, and he's probably going to be more effective in the first, it, you know, the years he plays with Rogers quicker than any rookie that we take next year in the draft, which is supposed to be a very receiver-heavy draft. Yep. Well, the negative side: what's what's been the number one thing around the locker room this year? How great the vibe is. How there's no locker room cancer, and like I said, I don't know if he is. But do you want to take that risk with, you know, a guy who, I mean, who has knows? there been reports of him being a cancer in Cleveland? Not it really re- hasn't. Not really. It's just been he's been under. There never was in New York. Well, there was the boat thing. I don't know how much of that was him. There's other stupid stuff with. But m- more of it is just noise than fact. It's just, yeah, media generated, I think, bullshit. The, w- the way I look at it and how I look at it for most of these things is, I'm down for what Brian what Brian Gutenkunst wants to do because whatever risk, bottom line yes whatever risk he's going to take he's going to look through it a lot more than I am be it I didn't agree with the Jimmy Graham signing at at first and I you know still don't after after everything was final it's like okay well we can't really get out of it now anyways now, yeah but who knows I don't know it, it would be very very exciting and I think well because and that was kind of a Friday news dump last Friday from yep. the Browns I think where since he has I mean his numbers are not Odell Beckham yep esque this year and it just came out that he uh he has the he's dealing with a sports hernia oh that's, that's been right. lingering since that. training camp yep. I mean I've never had a hernia before but I know it's basically a bulging yeah I don't know like I don't know but it's like a ball yeah. in your abdomen area and I can't I, I think it's tender to the touch so I, I can't imagine playing football with yep. an injury like that so right. it makes sense that would be lingering and, and hampering him so i yeah. think if he's fully healthy he will get back to what he is right and i hate having bulging areas on your body that are sensitive to touch i actually well let's not get into that yep all right moving on to our next segment i'm not an idiot okay you sure yes all right and returning once again everyone's favorite segment is Kyle an idiot? Mm-hmm-hmm. All right, not um, this week. Yep, I've I forgot what your season record is, but I know you are not in the positive. No, I think I'm like sixteen and two. Yeah, yeah, I'll le- I'll let you believe that. 
But so uh, I, I mean, if you really want to call me an idiot for those two wrong ones, I mean, I guess. Sure. But okay. I'll. I won't get back on that. Okay. Four questions. Here's the first one. I'm gonna. I'm gonna keep trying to help you out as much as I can, and they should progressively be getting harder. Who held down the right tackle position before Brian Balaga? He was there for years. Left, he dealt with a lot of injuries, left and came back. He was either undrafted or a late-round draft pick. But he was opposite of another tackle for a very, for almost a decade. Asking me pre two thousand nine offensive line questions. This uh, is incredible. You two thousand eight. Sorry. This should this should be easy. Mark Tauscher. There you go. Very oh! good, Mark Tauscher. Yeah. Wow. I guess you are young. Well, you should know that. You 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 said that the Giants NFC Championship game loss like broke you, and it broke me too. As when we were young boys. Yeah, you but should, you I should was, remember Mark. Tauscher. I was ten years old. I didn't know their right tackle. I guess. Well. Wow! Yeah, you did. I, yeah, you did. <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, is is Frank Winters? Is he a, a former Frank Winter was uh, Brett Favre's center. That's okay. He was yep. a center. Yeah, Tausch. Because uh, yeah, Tausch is because he's like a he's like a media personality. Yeah, now, I he? I listen to him most mornings. Uh, well, sometimes. Uh, Willie and Tausch. So there oh, you go. Yes, dude. Want to know? Let can he have a positive? Yes. Week? Probably. Oh, not. I got my confidence back. Hit me. All right. <laughs> uh oh. This is a think you I'm telling you now, you do not know the answer of this question, but you should get it right because I just told you that. Ready. Okay. Who is the second highest drafted receiver on the Green Bay Packers? Drafted by the Packers? No. So he's on the roster. Yep. But he's he was not drafted. You got five seconds. Uh Ryan Grant? There you go. Wow. Oh, yeah. Ooh. I mean, he's the only... I mean, I fed it to you, but yeah, I should not have answered, was he drafted well, by the Packers? Because then it gives it away. Well, yeah, because I would have said... I would have said uh, Devontae then. Oh, sorry. I should I should have... You should have said... I wrote that down, not Devontae. You got it. There we go. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Grant was taken 142 overall. MVS was taken 172 overall. So there you go. Hell yeah. See, okay. Yeah. All two right. and zero, two that, and zero, baby. That one, that one kind of sucked. I no, really, no, really into that. Open no, time. that one was good, and I got it right. All right, not giving you any clues on these ones. These ones are tough. You're <sighs> probably not going to get the last one, but this one is also tough. Who was the backup guard in the Who? 1972? <laughs> we don't talk about the 70s here. Who is the head coach that coached for one year between Mike Holmgren and Mike Sherman? Oh, this one I have no clue. The um, only African American head coach in Green Bay Packers history. Oh my god. If you know it, you know, know it. If you don't, you don't. I don't. I don't. Ray Rhodes. Ray and it's R H O D E S. Yep. Um also uh <gasps> I mentioned before that I have a bunch of the Packers media media guides. Shout out to my mom. She got the I think it, it's is it 1999? The 1999 or yeah, 1999 media guide where with Ray Roll, Ray Rhodes and Ron Wolf. Why did he only last a year? Because they were bad. It was it was far, and I think they went eight and eight. Wow. And little tiddly bit here. This is what eight and eight though. That but, gets you a but this promotion was in this day and age. Not coming off like multiple. You know, it was Super Bowl, oh. Super Bowl, and I think oh yeah, and then the year after that we um, 
was the Jerry Rice fumble fumble game, I mm. believe, and then that, then Holmgren left after that. Uh, but Ron, one of Ron Wolf's biggest regrets, he said uh, this summer, was hiring Ray Rhodes. Not so much hiring Ray Rhodes, but w- during the process of hiring the next head coach, he was disqualifying anyone who did not previously have head coaching experience. Because uh, Ray Rhodes didn't. He well, no, he did have head coaching experience, but the biggest thing here is that he overlooked Andy Reid, who was on the staff. Ooh. Yep. Yep. So that does kind of hurt. Yep. Moving on. This is the toughest one. Eh, maybe not. God, how does it? Okay. They're a little. Yeah. Who is the highest drafted quarterback for the Green Bay Packers since Aaron Rodgers was drafted? I'll give you a clue. Um. Hold on. Ooh. Don't give me a clue. Ooh. Okay. Well, remember, we are going to try to keep it under an hour. He <laughs> um, played quarterback? Uh, drafted by the Packers. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, he, obviously he played quarterback. Yes. Jesus. Um, well, you just said. I know. I'm saying TikTok tick. I'm going to say, uh, fuck. Brett Hundley was in the fifth, but I feel like we took. This guy was a second round draft pick. Damn it. Call the f- five, four, three, two. BJ Coleman. Ooh, no. But I, I'm always going to like mentioning BJ Coleman. Brian Brom. Damn. Oh. You do remember him? Oh, street fight between the whistles. Yep, yep. That, that Damn is. Damn it. Yep. So a couple little fun tiddly bits on this one. Brian Brom was drafted. He was in the second round? Yeah. Well, that's people, for how much my, myself, we praised Ted Thompson for drafting Aaron Rodgers, sticking with Aaron Rodgers. The first year Aaron Rodger, Rodgers was our starter going into that offseason. In the second round, we drafted Brian Brom. What's funny about that, so we took him in the second round. We took Matt Flynn in the seventh round that year. Flynn ended up being the actual decent quarterback from that class for us. On top of it, uh, that's right. And I remember, I remember seeing like old clips of like Brian Brom. He's gonna beat out Aaron Rodgers the first first rounder. He's gonna beat him out. I think Todd Todd uh, McStay McShay McShay. No, I think it was Kuiper. It was Kuiper. Yeah, they probably both. That. I think it was for sure. I oh, know McShay did. That but yeah, hurts. yeah. He uh, from Louisville. He's now uh, coaching with his brother at Purdue. Oh, right yeah. at at Purdue. Yep. If at you Purdue. haven't seen that. You haven't seen that clip I just referenced, the street fight between the whistles. You need to look that YouTube, up. YouTube, Jeff. Brian, or, yeah, Brian Brom, street fight between the whistles. No, it's Jeff Braun, his brother that does it. It wasn't Brian Brom. Oh, it, I yeah. just associate the Brom. But it will. you will run through a wall after seeing it. Jeff is the head coach. Brian is like the assistant offensive coordinator. Okay. And one oh, of, another fun little tiddly bit back in Louisville, or what, the big thing against Brian Brom was his small hands. I still remember going to training camp. And getting his autograph, he was walking up, and people were talking. Is he going to try? Or is he going to put the gloves back on to get more grip? Because he wasn't doing well in training camp. And he walked up. And I'm like, oh, wow. And you know, I'm reading these stupid little stories f- covering training camp all summer. And then Brian Brown walks up, and I'm like, oh my god, he's wearing he's wearing the gloves. He's wearing the gloves. And I'm like, hey, you're wearing the gloves today. Was it working any better? He's like, yeah. <laughs> that was it. That That's was, what he said. He yep. was like, "Not really, kid." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks for asking. Yeah, he's like, "Oh, seventh round quarterback is beating me out right now." <laughs> but yep, I guess what? Um, that was alright. Fifty fifty percent. What round was BJ Coleman drafted in? I just threw seventh. a dart. There. Seventh or sixth. <laughs> yeah. You, you oh, got to guess something. It, it isn't the easiest yeah. if you don't know. And it but definitely, uh, I 
definitely wasn't Brett Hundley. But yep. So that's it for and Joe Callahan was undrafted, right? Yes. Yep. Okay. Damn. Is Colin an idiot? All right, and we ran a little long this episode, so we are going to forego Dumb Packer Fan of the Week. No, oh no. no Dumb Packer Fans of Note this week, then. Damn it. And we will go right into the preview for the Packers versus Bears at Lambeau Field. About as football as football can get. Uh, Yeah, it opened as Green Bay being a seven-point favorite, and then yeah. after that performance, it took a leap down to four and a half. I, I think they not they, great. They opened at seven and just the money since then has just piled in on the on the Bears. Yeah, so that's that's a little scary. Uh the the Bears you know if if we were previewing this two weeks ago I you know I wouldn't say roll over. Even even when we were doing our bye week talk I said well we're probably gonna lose to either the Bears or the Vikings. But I don't know. Trubisky you don't want to say he's you know, he played pretty well last week, but it's about the only good game he's had yep. this year. Uninspired, terrible, terribly coached Dallas team. Yeah. Yeah, that's – it's weird. You, you'd think they'd be able to turn it on, too, because they looked halfway decent at Pathetic the beginning of the year. Pathetic one of those teams in that division is going to host a playoff game. Yeah. Pathetic that we lost one of those teams in that division. Yeah, well, we made the playoffs, too, at 8-7-1, and one, so it's going to be close to that. But I don't know – these divisional games are always scary, yep. and I don't want to put this out into the universe, but I'm sure a lot of us have already seen it. If the Packers lose um, to the Bears and Vikings and the and the Rams win out, we would miss the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So that's a little scary. Mm-hmm. At the same time, if we win this week and the Rams lose, the Rams lose, we, we have clinched a playoff spot. So that's nice. But, you know, the, like I said, these divisional games are always scary. Khalil Mack back there. Hicks is going to be back. Roquan Smith, though, Torres Peck, he's done for a year. That, yep. I mean, that's the, that's like the centerpiece of their defense. Yeah, it's big. I, th- I think. And I know um, someone mentioned that Rodgers always mentions, always makes it a point to mention Roquan when he's talking about the Bears' defense. I think, but I, I don't know. H- Hicks is so good, too, mm-hmm. that I don't know. It's kind of, you I know, think, you I lose think, one, you gain another. I think Roquan's position is a lot more important than Hicks's, though. Yeah, because th- those guys do seem to give us problems, especially in the middle of the field if they can cover the tight end. He's so damn fast and so damn physical. Yep. But, so good. But it doesn't matter because he's, he's on the IR. Yeah, he's unable to play. But yeah, And with Trubisky, too, it's something with these quarterbacks because I, I feel like if it's a low-scoring game, which it probably will because it's at Lambeau you know, in December, divisional game, yep. he's, running, he's going to have these stupid little scrambles, these stupid little runs mm-hmm. that just piss you off. Gonna need a need hate. gonna need a big Blake day. Looking at the forecast now, it looks like it's gonna be a little, little overcast on Sunday. So no, no real ugly weather. Lows of four, highs of fifteen. So yeah, sounds like pretty good football. Pretty bad football weather. Weather when you consider we would like. Well, they're used to those conditions, so it's kind of neutral. That's true. We've been we've been practicing a lot and outside as well, but it's. I don't know. It's spooky. Just the way the vibe right now is kind of soured the last couple of weeks where we're winning. It's a, it's such a weird feeling. I, I can't. And, and the inverse for for the Bears where they've, I mean, they were fire everybody, trade yep. everybody, cut everybody. And then all of a sudden they rattle off too straight and all. It's like, oh, don't let us get hot. Don't yeah. let us sneak in. Yeah, now all of a sudden I, I saw something on Twitter too. Some Bears blog or whatever post had, you know, do you trust Michigan? Do you feel good with Mitch being our quarterback? of the future and it was like you know 65 percent yes mm-hmm. how quickly you know a week just changes everything yeah but so hopefully this can be a good 
sort of correction for both teams where hopefully we can just blow the doors off of them and then they can go back to being sad and mad. Yeah, I mean, I I think I said it for our uh, first episode, the the one that you shouldn't listen to if you haven't because it's very, it's just literally us talking about the game for an hour. Um, <laughs> but I, I mentioned that uh, I think this is, was the passing of the torch game. Jay Cutler was at Soldier, Soldier <laughs> Field week one, passing the torch for Mitch Trubisky and he's pretty much done it all year and turn the ball over in crucial moments yeah i grant you this yep but i I don't know i don't think the bears offense should be able to do too much they've got a couple decent running backs but they haven't been as productive this year Mm -hmm. Allen robinson big big he's so damn good that'll be an interesting matchup between him and jair because he the size on him maybe i don't know with uh with kevin king if he'll be back but having a maybe we throw him out on him or Hell, even Josh Jackson with his speed now, or with with his length to match up against Allen Robinson, yeah. who knows? And some confidence, yeah. But I don't know. And then th- this is a huge game. I hope we can win it just because after that, we can have that sigh of relief of, okay, we should be in the playoffs yeah, it's now. Kinda, we're kind of just one one win away and like another team's loss away from, from being in sort of thing. Yes, and the Vikings have the Chargers, which... It would be nice if the Chargers could, could give them one of the games favor. that they gave us. Yeah, because, yeah, we put up a big stinker against them, so hopefully the Vikes can do the same. Where is that game? I think that's in L.A. I think it is, too. But, yeah, and like I've said, the the, the vibe around this team has been so weird this week. Even though we gained position, you know, in the NFC where we're now the number two seed. It's which just, I mean, yeah, even it in the post-game right. presser, like, they were just like, like they were saying around the locker room, like you could just tell there was just it was on edge because mm-hmm. people felt like or the the guys felt like that they left a lot out on the field, and they all agreed, they all said the same thing. So I think it can be used as a good motivating chip to yep. sort of you know go into this game with the mindset of okay, let's let's go let's go score fifty points. Right, and um, one thing from yesterday's presser too, which is great, and you you love you know it's kind of. BS football stuff. Matt LaFleur said in his presser that after, after the game on Sunday, <laughs> once he was done talking to the player, players and everything, he went up to his office and just started watching tape because he was so that. pissed off. Love that. So you love, you know, it's kind of, is, is, is it just, you know, trying to be a, fo- a football coach? Like, did, did that actually happen? But it's nice. No reason. It's we have nice no reason to, to not think that, but I see what you're saying. It's it's nice to hear, hear that from, right. from the head coach. So... What do you have for predictions for the game? Um, well, hopefully, and I forgot to mention this in in the offensive portion, but and this this skins game was another extremely fast start yep. in the first quarter. Just and I was fast starts against the Vikes, fast start against the Eagles, yep. against the Cowboys, against the Chiefs. Well, in all of those games, well, except except the Eagles, well, in no, all of those games they scored fourteen plus points in the first quarter. Because we we mentioned it, uh, I think, on the bye week episode is. The offense, you know, the first month, the only thing we could count on were the scripted plays. Yes. We didn't have it for a while, and now the last two weeks, I think, it's been we can count on the scripted plays again. Yeah. So, I don't know. I guess I'll take I'll take 14 points off the bat, but it would be nice to get something else to on the back To put that together for four quarters. Yeah. yeah. So. And I think hopefully this can be a time where we do put it together for four quarters, and maybe we don't, you know blow all of our load in the first yeah quarter there you go yeah for this game not graphic at all yeah <laughs> uh i'm gonna say the score prediction is going to be 31 17 good guys okay i think wow. we can we That's... can score a touchdown each quarter 
And then uh, Crosby ices it in the fourth to make it a 14-point game. and quite, quite the ice. That's all. Yeah, I'm, I'm sticking with what I said about five times in a row there. NFC North, divisional game, Lambeau Field. I've got 13-27 Packers. Mm. I feel like that, that is an NFC North score. Yes. Ugly, ugly numbers. Um, bold predictions? I well, you go first. Well, we're, we're still over for the year. You had uh, I'm done. You I'm, had, do, I'm done with MBS <laughs> yeah, predictions. Yeah, it's it's kind of a bummer. I don't. He didn't have a catch, and, did he? He didn't have a target. <laughs> yeah. And until he, until he, has more than 13 yards in a game, I'm done doing bowl predictions. Yeah, it, it's him. a bummer. It's like well, between him and Kumaro, who's who's getting snaps, and it's like well, Kumaro. Kumaro can he block, blocks, yeah. yeah, but MVS like sucks in on the. He, he's good for the fake jet sweep, you know. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's about it, and yeah. streaking down the field. Um, but yeah, and what what? So you had MVS. Oh, and I thought I was going to get close because with the fumbles and everything too, and uh, Amos had the one pick. I thought maybe I was going to get the second pick and a defensive touchdown if it ever happened. Did not. Mm. But I guess I'll start my bold prediction for the week. Obviously got the idea because he was finally sniffing it last week. Mm. Jay Sternberger, mm. first career touchdown and at least thirty-five yards receiving. Nice. That's because yeah, it could be like could be one of those like two catches, fourteen yards, and a touchdown I mean, sort yeah. of thing. He, he so was he was a couple inches away from yeah yeah that okay. happened last week. Good, that's a good one. Um, I'm gonna do. You said thirty-five yards. I'll do the same, 35 yards receiving, receiving touchdown, and a rushing touchdown for Jamal Williams. Wait, what? So a rushing touchdown, receiving touchdown, and 35 yards receiving for Jamal Williams. Okay. I feel like that isn't too bold. What? Two touchdowns? Okay, fine. Yeah, it is the Bears. Yep, you're good. And it's got to be rushing and receiving. Yeah, yeah, you're good. Well, it's because we've seen those games from Jamal Williams. We haven't seen those games from... From J- uh, hey, but he's you also the rook, right? Yeah, you're lucky. You're lucky it's the Bears. If we were playing the Skins. I'd probably say no. The R words. Yeah, but yeah, that's bold enough. Yeah. Well, I, hey, now I I'm feeling agreed. insecure about that. No, you're good. It's the Bears. No, it's fine. It's messed up, dude. No. I never trash your bold predictions. You're, you know what? You're absolutely right about that. Well, it's not like huh. I'm ever mean to you or call you an idiot. Oh, oh, oh wait. <laughs> oh, shoot, shoot. God. But um, once again, hey, we're back at it. Everyone's favorite part of the week. Dude, you say this every time. That's what's and, fun. And it, we're, cre- we're Everyone's like, is he going to say it? Is he going to say This is my I least favorite part. I hate this part so much. You at home, if you could please <laughs> five-star rate the podcast. I know, hey, you know, you thought about it last week. You were going to do it. You know, you thought to yourself, I'm going to do it. You forgot to. Right now, it takes two seconds. Scroll over. Scroll to the bottom of our of our show. Five stars. That's good. You want to re- leave a review? Even better. Take a screenshot. DM it to us on Twitter at PMP Pod, or you can email it at pmppodcast at gmail.com. Nice. Um, if you don't want to do that, hey, maybe maybe you have fans that are Packer friends. Maybe you have fans that are Packer friends. Friends that are, yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you know what I mean. Tell them, be like, hey, here's a podcast. They'll probably be like, hey. Super I, good and funny and yeah. hilarious and, and insightful. I'm, and I'm sure they'll care a lot and they'll be really, really receptive to it. There's mm-hmm. no way they'd say, hey, I don't care. Because podcasts are this. so rare these days. Yeah, nobody that, has a podcast yeah. in 2019. And I know I said that you can go on, if if you wanted to leave a review, you could just tell how much oh, of an idiot I'm I am. glad you said that. I mean, you, don't, you didn't have to nope. take that so seriously. Nope. 
I forgot about that. We are going to read off the reviews that we got last week. I mean, we don't have to do that either. No, we have to. I said that we would, and if we can get... Here we go. All right. Here is the latest one. Kyle is an idiot is the title. This man tries his best, but he is an idiot. I do try my best. Thank you. But not too much of one. Great pod. Oh, wow. Oh, oh, thank you. Thank you, Zach Attack Mac. I did enjoy this one. Zach, you're my man. This one was my favorite one. (laughs) Title, Kyle is an idiot. He said, Kyle is an idiot. I can't remember the other guy's name. Five stars and quickly joining my weekly podcast rotation. Oh, wow. Thank you All very right. much. We're in the roto. Pack M-K-E. Yeah. I thought of that too, like just for what the show is, like your name pops more because we say it. We say my name at the beginning. It is Spencer. Yeah, but I'm memorable for oh, reasons yeah. I don't want to be memorable, but sure, know, it's the nature of the beast, I suppose. It's endearing. It's endearing. There you go. Uh <laughs> Wonder where I got that word from. Here's another review. Kyle is an idiot in an endearing (laughs) way, though. He has a Packers podcast but knows very little of their history. (laughs) Idiot. This one is from Turkowski. (laughs) Who could this be? That that last name stinks. Yeah. Couldn't have been you. No. Uh, Yeah. No. Okay, guilty. Thank you. But, yeah, you know, you got to be self-deprecating at times. But with that. Yeah, that's just like a rule of life. Yeah. If you can't laugh at yourself, then you have no business laughing at anyone else. True. Yeah. Well, we've we've never we've never made fun of ourselves or each other on the show at all, I don't think. Wouldn't dream of it. But that is all I have for the podcast this week. Kyle, Ask me if I have anything. Kyle, do you have anything that you have to say at the end here? As a matter of fact. Ooh. No, I don't. All right. Well, with that, Tyler Childers, please don't sue us. Go pack go. Only had a couple drinks last night and a few good hits from an inner pipe that I must admit I had a few white lines and I don't know what all happened. I woke up in the noontime light with a pounding head, shining on my eye and I don't know how and I don't know why but it feels like Ferris abandoned. All working on a building out of hand hewn brimstone. Working on What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, 
and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.